You're listening to Mowing in the Dark, a podcast about business, life, and family. Now here's your host, Aaron Sutter. Welcome back to Mowing in the Dark. I'm your host, Aaron Sutter. I am here with my special guest, my one and only beautiful wife, Renee. And uh, we are going to jump right into part two of the origin story of Lansing Lawn Service, my business. And I really hope you guys are enjoying uh, these podcasts. This is the second podcast that we have ever done. And so I really hope you guys are enjoying it. I am enjoying doing it um, and recording it. And so let's jump right in. When we uh, cut off last time, uh, the jump that we made from part-time to full-time in lawn care, and um, let's let's pick it up there uh, just after going full-time, and you were working now. We had just talked about in facilities at a credit union. I jumped into lawn care full-time, and along with that, in 2015, I believe, I started my YouTube channel and still doing that today. You can find us over on YouTube at Lansing Lawn Service LLC or just type in Lansing Lawn Service or Lansing Lawn Care. It'll come up. At the time I went full-time, I believe I had 25 yards and we went full-time in the winter, I believe. And we had I had made enough money that year in 2015 to or 2014, I don't remember the year now, but uh, to sustain us, sustain my paycheck through the winter time. And then we would have that springboard of 25 clients going into 2015 or 2016. In fact, I think it was 2016 that I went full time. No, 2016, we were at this house. Levi was one. I was laughing. I just remembered. So you were, everything was pushed. Like there was no writing anything at that point. So I remember you were like, you got this truck. You had never really had a truck before. And um, you were hauling stuff around in that. And uh, I was home with our oldest, who was then young. And I remember you came home after we had like a pretty decent snowfall. And it was like that wet, thick, snow that like it just accumulated and you were out like all night doing this and you come home and you like could barely walk and I'm like oh my gosh here we go <laughs> and your your push snow plow had broken down I remember and you were so mad because you had to shuffle it broke down remember it was like you were halfway yep. through like the last driveway or something and you had to push shovel this super thick crazy heavy snow and you did a number on your back and i remember you came home and i was just like oh great like here here we go like can he work (laughs) how is this gonna go from that was miserable i forgot about that yeah um yeah that snowfall i had a husqvarna uh it was a two-stage snow thrower and what had happened is and I didn't know it at the time, but I had used it all all winter so far. And we had a pretty good winter that winter. And I was 
I was uh, snow blowing driveways. And at that time, I also had a trailer because I had to haul that oh, thing that's around. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I had a two-wheel drive truck pulling a little Lowe's or tractor supply trailer with a two-stage snow thrower on it. It was slow, so slow. You took like three passes for a sidewalk. <laughs> and it was it was miserable, but I made pretty good money that year. However, what had happened when the snowblower broke down is there's a little cutting edge, a steel cutting edge on the bottom of that. And what had happened over time is it had worn down and worn the bolts off that were holding it on. And so that, that steel cutting edge broke off and went up into the augers and it sheared off the shear pins inside the gear housing. And it cost me... It was far before that. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's just let's just talk about that a little bit. Four hundred dollars to fix the six hundred dollar snowblower. I was pretty pretty mad. <laughs> and then, like Renee said, I had to shovel everything that was left, and it was slushy, nasty snow. So um, that was one of the first like big breakdowns that I had in business and it was it was okay I mean it, we made it through it but uh, what I did is I went and bought a 16 inch wide Toro snow blower a single stage and that thing I still have it to this day I just bought a new snow blower this past week which is 24 inches wide which is what I really needed um but the 16-inch got me done. I've used it every year since the, the Husqvarna broke down. So we've had I've had a few adventures over the years. But the business itself, it has been it's been pretty smooth sailing as far as getting clients and things like that. I've made plenty of mistakes uh, in business, but uh, overall we've we've overcome all of it to get to the point that we're at now. And, you know, I think the business is growing. I'm trying to grow the business hardcore now to reach our goals and and really make a good go of it. It wasn't too long after that because we lived in Lansing, little starter house. We were talking about probably want to see if we could have another kid at some point. Um, and we ended up, finding moving from Lansing to our little small town we live in now. Um, so a little bit of a bigger house, much, much bigger yard. That was the biggest draw. Big driveway, two-car garage, and that had the big pull um, for us, at least for the, the price point, you know, that we had. We were still living very, we still do, but um, very sensibly. Um, so we made that move. And at that time, our youngest was one when we made the move to the small town, bigger yard, where you could actually have a bigger trailer and more equipment and space to actually do the work. Yeah. You know, sharpening blades and cleaning out decks and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, the bigger garage is, is awesome. It took us a long time to find this place. We looked for about a year, drove our real estate agent crazy <laughs> but 
we love her and uh, she will probably always be our real estate agent. Um, she is, we bought our first house through her and we bought our second house through her. We sold our first house through her. She's just awesome mm -hmm. and great people to work with. Our real estate agent's name was Aaron. I don't remember what her last Clinger name was. Clinger now. Yep. So yeah, great real estate agent. If you're looking for a real estate agent, she's the one we would always recommend. So move, we moved to, to Potterville. Yeah. Bigger house. Um, now at this point you had done, or your client tell was really more based in the Lansing area, which even extended over on the East side of Lansing, which extended into Okemos and these other areas. And then we moved more West. So that created a longer distance for you to drive. Um, you were, uh, what's the word with your schedule? Per diem. No, no, no. Uh, your clients, booking your clients on certain days. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Routing? Were you condensed, route condensing? Oh, or, yeah. route density. Yes, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not a part of the business. Um, that was when that really came into play, I think, for you, because you were driving a little bit further out to the east side of the Lansing area. And then that started making you go, all right, there's some areas in Michigan, although they're wonderful, they weren't really conducive for lawn care because they did not have, it was like downtown East Lansing where right. there is nowhere for you to park safely and be able to do your work or the lawns were just so tiny or hard yeah. to get in and out with different fencing when you had bigger sure. um, mowers. Yep. So as I've grown the business, I've got a, a seven by 14 trailer now um, and a bigger truck, 1500. And uh, in East Lansing, where Michigan State is located, um, Michigan State University, uh, there really is very little parking out there in that area. And so it became a real hassle to bring my equipment and stuff over there. So I pulled out of East Lansing and I had a few properties that I would take care of in downtown Lansing uh, near the Capitol. And it was, that wasn't, the parking wasn't the issue there. It was safety down there. Um, those areas are, not so safe. A little riskier. So I pulled out of those areas as well. And really we've condensed the routes down a lot. Just, I work now in just a few areas and I'm this year, this coming year, I'm going to be pulling back more um, to try and have our home location be central for our working area instead of everything being to the east. So, and it, that's a challenge that we're going to deal with head on, but we're going to get there. But I want to go back and and talk a little bit more about your thoughts a little bit as we have continued to grow the business. Did you have any anxieties going as we moved through, as we kept going over the years, or did your anxieties kind of subside a little bit as we kept growing? I think once we got over that initial leap from... You're, you're doing hospital part-time, lawn mowing part-time, 
to doing the business full time. As long as, um, you know, you, you kept on things and you were doing what you were doing, I really didn't have any anxiety and I still don't. I mean, there were seasons where, you know, it rained a lot and you couldn't mow or it didn't snow very much in the winter. And through those experiences, you've created different protections, so to speak. So how you set up your payment plans, how you choose which area you're going to work in, learning those hard lessons. Um, you know, you've had some pretty interesting areas to work. Um, you know, you've had some commercial properties where there's trash everywhere and the time it takes to pick up the trash before you mow because you want to leave it looking better than when you came. It just, it was nonsense or, you know, people, you know, residential that they would throw literal pizzas out in their backyard or they would have, you know, they really desperately needed a dog doo-doo pickup program. It was going through all of those sorts of things and even the dry spells and the, the lack of snow that you've created different programs or different protections. So our safety and security of our family finances and the, and the security of the business is taken care of. Um, so seeing you evolve from, I really don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, we've had a few oops, <laughs> wish we would have known that. Thankfully they weren't huge financial awful things that happened to us, but it was enough to kind of, okay, yeah, how can we not have this happen again? Um, so seeing you take that very seriously, learning from different folks, listening to podcasts, watching different videos, doing lots of different research and really going, okay, what works for other people? What's going to work for me? What's going to work for my clients and what fits in with how I want my business to be, what kind of experience do I want my customers to have? And I think that's been a testament to your business is that it's a lot of word of mouth. It's a lot of people who love, you know, the way you treat them, the way you communicate, how that you're honest, um, that if something does go wrong or, you know, something happens in the middle of that service that you're honest and open in your work to fix it or make it right. Um, and so seeing that grow where no one knows who you are, they're just like, eh, how much 20 bucks to do my launcher hired to, I want this guy because he has that reputation for excellence. He does awesome work. He's respectful to my, my property and my privacy and, seeing that grow only grows my confidence in your abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm constantly working at um, trying to get to that place where people view me as the go-to guy in the area and really trying to position the business as a business that can be trusted, that's going to do what they say they're going to do, and really goes above and beyond to give the customer a hands-off experience where they don't have to worry about anything, that they know that no matter what happens, I'm going to be there to take care of their property. And, um, you know, that's that's a key nugget for any of you guys out there that are, are starting in business is to position yourself, position your company in such a way to where when your client hires you, they will know 
that no matter what happens, no matter if you've had a breakdown in equipment or anything, no matter what it is, that you will be there to take care of their property. That is something that it takes hard work and you have to be committed. That is something that I, no matter what is going on in my life, I mean, we talked about strive to do and do pretty well having our second child, Levi, and he was born early. He was born six weeks early and he was in the NICU for, gosh, I don't know. A couple of weeks. Four weeks, something like that. And I don't know when the baby's going to come. Like he was so early that they honestly um, legally had to do whatever they could to prevent me from furthering in labor until he, cause it was actually before it was seven weeks out when my water broke. And so then we had to wait through the night till like midnight. And then it was officially at the six week mark when they could actually give me Pitocin and all those other lovely drugs to get things going. But I remember saying to you, I'm like, just keep working because yeah. honestly, I'm going to be here for, and and I'm not, I'm, I would say I'm pretty um, self-sufficient. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and you ended up not giving birth for another day and a half. So yeah. I could have worked the whole, the whole next day, you know, but I didn't, I sat in the hospital with you. I think he felt guilty, but yeah, it was just that moment. I'm like, Finish your day because I might, we might, I might be here for another three days. Like, I don't know when yeah. this kid's going to come. And things were, you know, of course, very slow in the beginning because my body was not ready to give uh, birth to a child. So I knew it was going to be a hot minute. Um, yep. But it was just kind of that funny conversation. Like, just keep working. <laughs> yep. When you get done, go home, shower, pick up Marcus from school. My parents will take him or whatever the arrangement was, I remember. Um, but that... I say that to to give you guys an idea of the level of commitment that it takes. Now, I'm not saying that, but you have to be that committed to serving your customers. And so I, I have found over the last I don't know, six years that you don't want to miss great communication with your clients goes a long way in the little things and the big things. If you communicate well in the little things, when big things come up, they are much more understanding. And that's the way it worked with the birth of our son Levi, is that the clients were super understanding. They understood. And I was out for, I, I didn't work for a couple, couple days. days. Yeah. And I think, you know, they, they knew because, but... I think for me, the biggest part of being able to be successful, at least from my point of view, um, to be successful in those uncertain times is that you do have that right support system set up. And for everyone that can look very differently, that could be another person in the industry, that could be your spouse, that could be, you know, a family member, a friend, whatever it is. But we've had those situations where, you know, hey, we're having a kid or oh my gosh, my truck is dead, you know, or this piece of equipment just stopped and I may or may not have a full backup plan. Um, but having that support system to lean back on and it helps you get back on your feet a lot faster. It helps you think, I feel it helps you think a lot more clearly because you know that someone's going to be there to help make those logistics happen. Um, if it's trading vehicles around or whatever it is. 
that that helped i think your stress level and then it doesn't rub off on the the customers that they're not getting anxious because you're just all of a sudden this crazy stressed out individual right. <laughs> i can count on one hand how many times in the last six years that i have gotten really far behind i mean it it's probably two or three maybe um just because we have we've set up our lives so that we have a second vehicle if th if my vehicle breaks down i can always use renee's vehicle to pull the equipment i'll have to take her to work and pick her up from work but we have that second vehicle or i can go rent a vehicle you know from u-haul or whatever and get the work done and you know it also helps when you have a very flexible wife that is willing to you know take care of things at home while you're out working late into the night or or whatever or help you on cleanup jobs <laughs> you know trim trees and haul brush which renee has done uh the last couple of years don't tell anyone but she really likes pulling weeds uh <laughs> so uh it's it's been an experience thus far and we're we're only getting better I think the business is getting stronger, whether I see it or not. And I think that we're just going to go on to bigger and better things here in the next next year or two and really try to grow the business more and more. There's talk of hiring an employee uh, in 2021, which I am fully ready for. Uh, because my my body is not handling doing everything on its own like it used to. Just getting to that spot where we're growing the business, it's really exciting. And I can't wait for the next chapter in business of hiring employees and growing the business and getting us past that $100,000 mark. Um, that's the next goal is to get us past that. And uh, work towards that vacation home that we talked about in the first episode on Mackinac Island. So guys, I thank you so much for taking the time to listen and uh, hopefully you got some good stuff out of this. If you're a married man and you are looking to start a lawn care business and you need to get your wife on board, make sure that you have her listen to this podcast and uh, maybe it might encourage her and help her to feel a little bit more comfortable. Uh, of course, that all depends on who you are and who she is. But, you know, having a business isn't for everybody. But I believe that if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. And uh, I really want to encourage you that if you're looking to start a business uh, for more tips and tricks, head on over to our YouTube channel. That's Lansing Lawn Service on YouTube. And uh, guys, that's it for this episode. We will we will uh, see you in the next one. Bye.